everyone, and welcome to episode 208 of Final Fantasy Union. I am your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys. How are you doing today, Lauren? I'm feeling so good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling okay. Is your throat holding up? That's the main question. My throat is okay for the moment. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Yeah, we'll see how things go. But how about you? How are you today? I'm doing all right, actually. Mm. Um, we were actually trying to rack our brains about what we should talk about on the podcast. Mm. Because since TGS, it's been a bit quiet, aside from the mobile games. Yeah. And uh, there was the uh, small story that came out from Kitaze talking about the Final Fantasy VIII remake and how he basically doesn't want to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Boom, shot that in the horse. Shot that it was mouth, kind yeah. of strange in a way, but I, I kind of understood. I think he was talking about how they're doing the Final Fantasy VII remake because Kataze and Namura and um, Najima are kind of coming together and they've pulled a lot of the original, well, not a lot, but some of the original uh, staff members back to kind of act as mentors to the younger generation. And um, it was just something that they've obviously been talking about for over 10 years doing. But with Final Fantasy VIII, he was basically saying that he wants someone from the younger generation in the company to really like come to, to come to them with like a really strong business case to say, we need to make a Final Fantasy VIII remake and this is why. Mm. And it was like, okay, I get, I get why you're saying that. But at the same time, surely... Kataze was the original director. He's the driving force behind that game being made more than anyone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. It's like the seven remake is is being made because he decided it was going to be made, and then they said, "Oh, by the way, Tetsuya, you're directing it." Yeah, I think it's just because Kataze wanted it. Like, it's just I don't know. It's really strange. Like, obviously, it does. It just doesn't seem as though he really wants to even sort of think about. Final Fantasy VIII remake, which can you really blame him? Well, he did do that interview uh, when they were talking about the uh, fan theories, mm. and he said like, "If we make it, we'll try and incorporate some of these because they're quite yeah, cool." Yeah, it's true. It's like I feel like that he wants to make it, but he doesn't want to be the person that's making it. Mm. If that makes sense, like mm. he wants it to be made, but he doesn't want to be the person that's responsible for it. Obviously, the seven remake, he's not directing it this time, yeah. but he is still the executive producer on the game. And I guess because he's going into that more senior management role now, maybe the seven remake is going to be like the last game that he really oversees in the same way that he has done in the past. And he's now going to be more, okay, let's run the company as opposed to let's try and make this game. Maybe they've been regretting choosing to do the Final Fantasy VII remake and they're just like, no more remakes. <laughs> I mean... Kataze's getting on a bit. Yeah. And Hashimoto's not a spring chicken anymore. Like, no. they are all, I mean, Tetsuya Nomura just turned 49, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Like, I think most of the guys that are working on it from like a really high up leadership position are in their 50s. Mm. And when, you know, when, if you think back to when Square started and uh, Kataze was filling the executive producer role, he was probably still in his 30s. Yeah. Maybe 40s, like pushing it. But, you know, when they were making these games, most of them were in their 20s, early 30s. It's a very different, like, thing to be in that situation. And I, I think we've said it before, how when you look at Kataze in the old, the earlier days, and then when we were interviewing as the as the 13 trilogy expanded, by the end of it, he was just kind of like, hey, guys, um, yeah, we got this game coming out. 
uh, <laughs> the enthusiasm wasn't really there in the same way. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to know what they're sort of thinking about with eight. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be it'd be a bit weird if they announced it now, especially like if like with Final Fantasy VII remake. So it it would be odd for them to say something now about it. But like, yeah, I mean, it could I be something know. they say after the first part's released. But he's also gone on record saying that internally the team really want to make six as the next one. Mm. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what's going on with Square? They just are. They're just plugging along. So, yeah, that was uh, that was something that happened. We're not really going to be talking about it any more no, than that on the show. There's not really much else to yeah, say. It's just kind of like. He wants mm. someone else to make it. Yep. But he yeah. wants it made. Yeah, he wants it made, but he wants someone else to make it. Yeah. So yeah, actually today our, our main topic is going to be about Final Fantasy 16. We we roughly know it's in production, uh, and that's about it, really. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk about whether or not we feel it should be self-contained, or whether or not it should be a series like uh, they've been doing recently. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, though, it's time to do our Patreon shoutouts. Um, we're going to kick things off with Nahi Klabawi. Guide Seeker. Chris Morales. Michael Graham. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23. Tori Patrick. Fayaz Bilal. Lewis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Casterton at Urban Ray. Mohamed Kayam. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster 73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. David Calrome. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop 181. Janik Naud at Janik Naud. Freya Stella. Hunter Morgan. Flipside Nose. And then Tom Hughes. Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much, guys. Okay, yeah, so main topic. This was actually suggested by Guide Seeker some time ago. And uh, I was just scrolling through the questions to see if there are any we'd missed out. And I believe this was one that we missed out. So mm. um, he, his question was, would we welcome future projects to adopt a similar framework that they're using for the Final Fantasy VII Remake, where they're doing it in parts as opposed to one big package? And I think if we're talking about future projects, obviously the big one, the next big one should be Final Fantasy XVI. We know roughly that they are working on it alongside the Seven Remake. It's just they obviously don't want to announce it right now. They don't want a repeat of the 15 situation that they caused where they announced that game in the build-up to Final Fantasy 15 and it just caused chaos mm. because they didn't really... Like, they were trying to promote two games, but the 7 Remake wasn't coming out for ages. And then they decided to just stop talking about it. And yeah, it was this kind of weird thing because they had Kingdom Hearts 3 in the mix as well. Too many big games. Um, so... Yeah, 16 is just kind of under wraps. Um, at least that's the rumors that we've been hearing. Mm. Uh, everyone's talking about. But I guess the question is, do we would we want to see it as, as one game or a big package? Mm. And for reference, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out in parts. So part one is coming out in March. We don't know how many parts there's going to be. It could be, it's going to be at least two, obviously, um, but there could be part three, part four, depending on where they want to cut the game. Because if we're talking about it in relation to the original, uh, even if you're going by discs, disc one goes way further than leaving Midgar. There's so much more in, in disc one than just that. But disc three was quite small within Final Fantasy VII, and it was in most of the games, like Final Fantasy VIII was very small for the final disc. 
Um, so there is that part of it. Like it's really hard to determine how many parts there's going to be, how yeah. long it's going to end up being, how frequently the parts are going to release. Yeah. But to get back to the question, do we think that Final sixteen should be? And like to a degree, well, I mean, I really do feel like, yeah, I I want I want a solid game. I want a, a single solid gaming experience for 16, you know, just to be able to just play through the game. This is the game that we get. And it's a solid story throughout. Um, but I don't know. I guess so from a from a pro's perspective, by doing it that way and having multiple, I think if you I'm sure you read the the um perspective release for Versus 13, the Versus 13 epic, which was supposed to be the three parts, and they were gonna reveal different part uh, different story elements within each part. Um, by doing it that way, you get to learn a lot more about the individual characters. Mm. And we've seen it with Final Fantasy X. It's a game that... Final Fantasy Thirteen has the trilogy, but I'd say that Final Fantasy X is really the game that that applies to. Like, mm. the, you get to see so much more about the characters. Yuna is obviously a big proponent of that. Um, you know, but Waka and Lulu, Riku... Uh, did I say Yuna or Riku? Yuna. You know, it's the big, the big one. Um, but, you know, you got a lot more basis around uh, or exposition around certain characters. But even though they did tend to really um, a lot of the exposition in, in Tenti was around the newer characters. It was more like a, a world expansion as well. We got to see how things moved on, which we'd never had before in the franchise. It was it was like that. You're going to live happily ever after. Mm. But do they? Yeah. Well, I guess that's the thing. Like, I can see that. I can see the expansion thing. But the issue that I have with Square Enix when they make sequels or um, expansion games is that they have a, a habit of completely changing the game in the sequel. But that's on the basis that there was never a sequel planned, right? Yeah, it's true. But even still, like, I mean, The Last of Us... Like they could have chosen, okay, we're we're not going to have a sequel, but like, you know, you di- you didn't really know. Like there was a bit of a ground where they would like their story was not finished with um Joel and Ellie. The, the, it was it was to a degree an unended story, but like it could have just ended there. You could have. Well, I guess that's the thing, right? So a lot of games. But these the ne- days. but what I was going to say is that the next game is literally like, well. From what we can see, it's a similar experience. It's just expanded on, which I don't think they've done with any of the Final Fantasy sequels. No, they've always tried to do mass changes to everything. Which I think is wrong, which I I don't think is a good way of going about it. Like, granted, I've liked the sequels. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've liked, like, Final Fantasy X-2, and I've liked, like, Final Fantasy thirteen two and that kind of stuff. Um, But, like, I just... Why do you think that is, though? Because obviously you do get that expansion, like Assassin's Creed, they're not just going to keep the same gameplay mechanics for every single game. And we talked about Mass Effect and how that expanded. Uh, you but expect to see some evolution. But they did with Brotherhood. Like, that's the thing. Like, Assassin's Creed 2, they always kept it with Brotherhood. But no, I don't know. I don't know why Square Enix constantly does that. Like, yeah, even just Kingdom Hearts, I mean, 
they had completely different gaming styles in every single game like all of the spinoff games um i i don't i don't know why they do it to themselves and in, in a way i think they shoot themselves in the foot by doing it because when they do it badly they do it really badly yeah because you could say you know final fantasy 10 um it had the conditional turn-based battle system which was like a massive kind of departure from the atb system that we'd been used to since final fantasy 4 mm. but it worked uh, and then they decided to say no we're now going to go the complete opposite in 10 it's going to be like super high action uh with like sphere grid changing and all this stuff and then um with 13 they changed what well, 13 and 13 2 was similar mm. uh, but then lightning returns was was completely different yeah like Again, don't get me wrong, like, they're great games, like, they're decent games, but, like, when you play something that is supposed to be, like, a quote-unquote sequel, you expect to play the same, not necessarily the same game, but an expanded story and an expanded gameplay So from the if, original. if we're using the seven, because that was obviously the question, uh, adopting a similar framework to the seven remake. Yeah. Now, is your expectation going to be that part two keeps the same gameplay style because i i think that's I what they would, so. would would logically do yeah like that would be yeah that would be logic but then logic means nothing with square I Enix. Know. <laughs> and then also like we don't necessarily know like this is a sort of trouble with planning out with planning out sequels is that you don't necessarily know what people will like right off the bat of gameplay and, and that's like that's what happened with 13 yeah they, they just like What's the feedback? Change everything. Because like a demo, a demo at EGX can only show you so much of the game. Like it, it looks great. Like that one battle looks great. But how it plays out into the rest of the story, like you don't know. There's, there's going to be issues. There's going to be things that people don't like about how the game plays or how the world is or something. <clears throat> and it's, I just think it's so hard to create a series expecting a sequel because yeah you just don't know you don't know what's going to change you don't know what you're going to have to change and if it's that you have to change like the entire game i just don't think it's worth it i guess that's the thing what i was going to say earlier was that you know typically in movies they some do it too much but they typically leave an avenue for the story to expand because mm. like in hollywood obviously the the biggest surefire banker is a sequel mm. because you've got that existing audience you know it's going to do well um and so they'll try and leave a door open just in case it does okay like john wick i'm sure was never planned to be a massive mega franchise but it did really well in the box office so they were like well okay let's just make a second one then but you know it wasn't too unexpected because the first it, it was self-contained but yeah. it wasn't self-contained enough Whereas, obviously, when they were making the Final Fantasy games originally, it was there is never going to be a sequel. Mm -hmm. Like, there, it's written to be, this is it. Yeah. We move on. And, obviously, then they try to think about, okay, well, how can we get around that? Like, tend to it kind of works a little bit, but then Final they just Fantasy, went in um, such a different style. Yeah, and then the, the After Years was a very similar style to the first game, but the story was not that great it wasn't no gameplay wise it was completely different because it mm. was the whole it was like episodic 
So you, you play, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, play sorry. the stories in any order. I'm more so mad about the, like, ATP system, like, in the oh, sense yeah. that, like, yeah. it, like, that was all similar. But, yeah, no, that was really weird. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just... I th- I think my, like, if I was going to say, yeah, same framework, I would love it if... Um, like from a narrative perspective, ig- mm. ignoring the gameplay mechanics, but from a narrative perspective, if they said this is going to be three games, like here's the story we've written out, which is what they do often do with with the gaming. Like you know when they were doing Assassin's Creed, Patrice Desilet would have had like a, a long term plan, but you have to have that long term plan mm. because otherwise, like where's the story going? Yeah. And, you know, as we said, Final Fantasy games were self-contained, so they, they didn't have to think about that. But a lot of other games and, and other entertainment mediums, it's, okay, what's the long term? Like, how can we expand this? What's the concepts that we can run with? You have to have, like, a vision for what's next. What happens if we do need to expand this? Which I don't think that Square Enix have really done well they've not planned well they've never done it before with their sequels i mean like to a degree to a degree tetsuya mora with uh kingdom hearts has sort of he he's he's wanted sequels for the for his games hasn't he but i don't know if that was necessarily the plan after the first one i don't know if i don't know if he had planned out what was actually going to happen with Sora and everybody. I, no, I, I don't think he actually I, had that. I think that. once they realized that the game was, was good and they were going to do more, because obviously at that time they were merging, becoming Square Enix. Polymorphic was becoming a much bigger thing. They were using the the Seven uh, franchise as the testing bed and suddenly they were like, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2, let's do it. And like Chain of Memories was just before that. Mm. I think, yeah, at that point when, when they, they decided on those, on those experiences, they were like, okay, now we actually have to have a solid framework which is why i think uh i'm not a kingdom hearts aficionado yeah but the first game is is quite different from the other games yeah right yeah in my opinion yeah the first game i feel like the first game is just i feel like it's so solid in its experience but that's my that's my personal opinion on it your uh, nostalgia um, yeah whereas like the rest of the games are really they're they're quite convoluted and quite um uh they they just and unless you actually know exactly what's going on you it's hard to sort of understand what's going on and i know that i'll get a lot of heat for that but it's true it's really convoluted it's really it's really confusing and i do not care who the x name people are i don't care about the organization and whether or not they're a heartless non-heartless non-human non like that just oh it just frustrates me just make make up your mind um but anyways that i'm digressing um but yeah maybe maybe this is just like the natural progression of games though because if you think about it like book series have kind of been doing it well they've been doing it for a long time but there was a time where sequels to books necessarily weren't. Well, no, no, because obviously you have like the Sherlock series, don't you? But they were more like series rather and than like, like sequels. Uh, Narnia, yeah, and like Harry Potter and stuff. Like with yeah, I mean, J.K. Rowling, she always had like an idea of like what 
what was happening in each thing. I guess that's what I mean. Like the Sherlock series are kind of like self-contained. They're just kind of like... Um, They're different stories in the same universe. In the same universe, yeah. Whereas like, yeah, with um, with things like Harry Potter, she had a plan of what she wanted to do with the story. Lord of the throughout. Rings, though. So. Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings, definitely. They He had planned out what he wanted to do with it. Um, so and maybe I, this is video games getting to the point now where they think we realistically can plan it out to have a sequel because we know that it's going to do well. Like Max Payne, I guess, is a, a decent example. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't read Harry Potter. Mm. I watched the, the films with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I'm sure that J.K. Rowling had that long-term plan, but there would have also been uh, something at the back of her mind that said, okay, if this first book uh philosopher's stone right if this first book doesn't work it has to still be a good standalone story yeah so and it does it like is that the case like do you think it like it, yeah it's, it's self yeah like yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah because like i mean evil's defeated um yeah i think they it's solve a great... their mini adventure and then they go on to yeah. the next one and i think that's the thing i think because it was the pilot like and she had been rejected so much she probably was just like i just need this book to do well <laughs> but um so there yeah, i guess that's yeah. where if if square enix could do final fantasy 16 as a a trilogy let's say and they've kind of planned out the rough structure about what that trilogy is going to be which is what it sounds like versus mm. 13 they had done and they were going to trial it with mm-hmm. and then tabata had to kind of smite that and say no yeah. because they made it final fantasy 15 yeah um it sounds like that would be a good option because they could actually build out how the characters are going to progress. You'd get mm. to see them in different environments and worlds and interacting with different people. Uh, and that would be like, I, and then I think that's why like Harry Potter is so well liked because you do get to see the characters progress and go through different emotional states and, and different parts of their lives and, and how they deal with those situations. Mm. Whereas in, in Final Fantasy, you do get that with a lot of the characters but it's it's very um, intermittent, mm-hmm. like the, the, because there's so many characters you can't, and that was one of the problems with thirteen, wasn't it? Like there's so many characters and you can't focus on them all all the time. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, it's really difficult. I don't even know who I would want to really work on the characters at the moment. I mean. I guess I guess Ito is the one who's working on who's working on sixteen if if it is actually happening. But I don't know. I don't know what I want. I just oh, I just they- want it to be I just want it to be well thought out and I want it to be well well constructed i don't want it to be a mismatch yeah i mean it, I, I know that we've talked about najima a lot uh, and how much we really liked the work that he did on the earlier games uh, in terms of like pulling the narrative together and yeah. getting everyone's different thoughts in there and making it something cohesive but i feel as though oddly enough square they need to inject some something new mm-hmm. like there are so many anime writers and i i seem to remember wasn't it we found out recently that uh, even from final fantasy one through six sakaguchi actually had a, a writer that he mm. worked with to kind of bounce ideas off and and tell him if what he was coming up with was was weird and like it wasn't just sakaguchi the visionary saying like this is the story we are going to tell 
it was yeah. no like he had he had like a, a, a i think he was an anime person who that he worked with to yeah. to build uh, like hero narratives out but square haven't really had that for a while i think they've got you know watanabe who's been working on a lot of the games uh, i think he did 12 13 he does kingdom hearts as well um tabata had some of his own writers um but you know again like they, they don't really have any real fresh writing talent most of them have been no. writing stories for like 30 years and if you think about authors authors don't sustain themselves really for that long like you usually have a, unless you're like tom clancy or um who's the other guy uh, john grisham like someone like that who can just pump out 20 billion spy novels or like war things most authors have like the one big hit they do and then they do a, a few releases around that and then that's kind of it like yeah. that's the story they wanted to tell yeah and they may not have another story they want to tell you can't just sit down an author and say okay just write me another story please mm -hmm. like it, it doesn't it doesn't like obviously there will be authors that do that and yeah. write and do that but yeah most of these come out of it it's, it's just a story they had just really had in them that they wanted to to say yeah, which is why I think like uh, someone like George R. R. Martin, I wonder if he's just ran out of steam. And that's why the next book in the um, Song of Ice and Fire is it? That's why it's not come out. I feel like maybe he's just lost, he's just lost momentum. Maybe that's he's why lost. he's uh, working on Elden Ring as well, yeah. because he wants to try and do something just to like, get the creative juices flowing again. Exactly, because like, yeah working on it for so long and i think that is sort of the trouble with doing the series if we want to if we want to get into that the negatives like for final the cons. Fantasy, well for final fantasy 16 like the sort of um the keeping the motivation is it's gonna be a struggle well, for I them i feel like with george R. R. martin I, maybe and i'm not a huge game of thrones fan sorry mm -hmm. everyone um it, it feels like he didn't have that long-term plan Mm. and like he's just writing as kind of as he goes along maybe and then obviously the tv series has deviated from that quite a lot i think he maybe had on. he maybe had like sort of certain things like jk rowling i think she's said that she's had like she had like in mind certain elements certain big pivotal yeah, she things. wouldn't have planned like all eight books and maybe that's what he had like he probably already had like who he was set on the iron throne in the end and that kind of thing and who was going to be like alive or dead at the end but maybe yeah maybe he the other stuff the intermarry stuff the stuff in between maybe he just didn't he didn't really yeah. have planned and i guess you're always going to have to make those tweaks you said like feedback let's say you write a character who you think is going to be really well received and everyone loves and then everyone hates that character yeah. so you're like oh maybe i shouldn't have that leading role in the second <laughs> part yeah and that's the thing like it's it's a shame that you have to sort of manipulate your manipulate your vision like that but sometimes that's just because i mean if you look at mass and... effect like Shepard's main character fine but the supporting cast changes quite a lot mm. in terms of like the focus they give to the different characters and mm -hmm. obviously that was done i'd say based on popularity but also the story they wanted to tell yeah definitely but yeah i mean i it would like games i i don't know how long it takes for somebody to write a book i'm i imagine it does take a considerable amount of time but then with games it's like 
maybe about the same length of time, like depending on what happens. Like, I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I, I imagine that keeping that up, keeping the motivation up, keeping the morale up among everybody must just be so hard. It's, it's sort of why, like, it's great that rock stars switch between games, like, so often. Yeah. Like, it just keeps you from getting too tired. And I imagine that if you're working on the same game for, like, a decade, that is exhausting. And I think, yeah, like, uh, the documentaries that different companies have been releasing really show that. Like, the... um the one about raising kratos was was such a great documentary that that mm. sony released um to really show the creative insights but i think that thing goes back to it. like cory barlog really uh well known for the god of war franchise but you know he he was burnt out mm. like he he was kind of done with god of war and then he had a kid and he was like no i've got i've, I've really in me i've got another story i want to tell about like kratos being a dad Mm. and and the, the change of dynamic but like he then had to like convince everyone that yeah this is a really good idea guys yeah yeah uh kratos has a daddy but i think one of the other things that obviously from our perspective that maybe the seven remake is going to soften a bit but you know for one the sequels that final fantasy has had so far have been very divisive like tend to divisive 13 to Lightning Returns, divisive. Uh, the After Years, okay-ish, but like most of them have been not overly well-received mm. by the fan base as a whole. It's never yeah. been like, yeah, I love 10. There's loads of people that love Final Fantasy 10. Yeah. Uh, and then the same amount of people love 10 too. It's, it's like it didn't carry over. No. And it's the same for like uh, for the 13 franchise because they went from having... Lightning is the main protagonist. So, okay, so now it's Sarah and Noel, and now we're back to Lightning again, but now we don't have a party. Now it's like it's a completely different experience. Um, so it feels like, yeah, they, there's not a good uh, stigma around the sequels because they just haven't really been planned or done that well. And the other side of things is that um, I know that there would be the talk about it detracting from other experiences because the general ethos has been self-contained game, self-contained mm. game. And it, we're in another situation again, where I know that they're treating the seven remake as a, like a numbered title. But in reality, Final Fantasy 15 came out like a while ago now. It was a long time ago, yeah. three years ago. Yeah. And there's been no sniff of 16 really in an official sense they could be doing the whole thing with a shortening announcement to release, but who knows? Mm. Who knows? It may be 2021, 2022 until we get to see it. It's probably going to be on the next console now. Yeah. Like if I'm, they then said like, yeah, this is going to be a three part game. Like who's just, going to work on Final Fantasy 17? Yeah. It's just bizarre. Like I, I don't know what the answer is for Square Enix. I think they just really are suffering from the fact that they don't have they only have a couple of visionaries in in their studio at the moment and they're both really busy like but also i think they they're just too they're too um i guess because they're a publisher as well as a developer they 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 just aren't focused like if you think about naughty dog 
it's a consistent schedule. Like they're going to work on Uncharted or they're going to work on The Last of Us. They're going to rotate at the moment. You know, it's roughly going to take this amount of time between each game. At the moment, we literally have no clue what is going on. Like they announced the 7 remake in 2015. It's taken four years Mm -hmm. for it to come out. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what they're working on next. Like there's no plan. There's no like schedule it's so hard to kind of know what to expect. Like at least with uh, like, I don't know, this is going to sound really bad, but at least with like Call of Duty, you know, you're getting a new game every year. It's going to rotate yeah. between the different studios. There is a plan yeah. in place to make sure that there's a game coming out every year. Not necessarily a good idea because it's it's like too much, I think. But if it was like the olden days, you're going you're gonna to get a new Final Fantasy game every two years. Yeah. Square Enix have enough resources to say, one studio make that game, one studio make that game. We can have online game, they're self-sustaining, uh, online studio, and then you've got another studio to do like Kingdom Hearts or another big game if you want. Like they have enough resources for that. But it's like they, it's like what happened with Final Fantasy 11 versus 14. Mm. Final Fantasy 11, they turned around in like, uh, what was it? Two years, three years? uh final fantasy 14 took them like six years to make seven years almost yeah and it wasn't good (laughs) when it came out yeah it's really yeah i don't know i just want to see what it is i just want a new game i want something new because like i'm i'm just getting so jaded with the remasters and like even final fantasy 7 like it's so same like i know I know what happens in the story. So, like, I'm interested, but I'm not that interested. I really want something new. Yeah, as we said before, I just want it to be out so we can see if it's good or not. And then we can look forward to something else because yeah. I don't need any more hype around that game. No. I'm kind of bored of hearing about it in <laughs> some way. Like, it's, it we haven't even bad. played it yet. I it's, know. It sounds bad, but I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm kind of just like... It's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. They, they, as we said before, like they've already, I've seen enough from the trailers to know this is how they've set it out. Great. Yeah. Roughly know what the gameplay is going to be. Like, it, yeah. But it's, just, just... it's not like, it's not like if it was Final Fantasy 16 where we'd be learning about the characters, the different gameplay mechanics, like all these different things. They just said at E3, here's the gameplay mechanics. All right. I almost Here's wonder. Here's some new designs for the characters. Okay. <laughs> I almost wonder if like Tifa kind of like took the wind out of our sails a bit because we were like, "Oh my god, Tifa!" And then like the next reveal, we're just kind of like, "Oh, it's the Turks." All right. Mm, cool. <laughs> we sound so negative, but it's well. She it's, was it really. She was though. built up so much. Yeah. Because they kept teasing the release, and then they didn't do it. Mm. Um, but I think yeah like Final Fantasy 7 Remake didn't need nine months of promotion yeah it just didn't it just doesn't need it no. like 15 it, it it worked because there was so much we didn't know about the game mm. when they announced the release date like there was still so much we didn't know about the game because we didn't know anything about the world really we didn't know about the characters we didn't know about the antagonists it was so great to like learn about the different things uh, and to to kind of figure out what we're going to expect and like, oh, how's this all going to work out? Who's going to be the bad guy and all this kind of stuff? But yeah, Seven, like we already know 
all of this stuff. Obviously, we're sitting here as a privileged position of fans, but yeah. there's going to be people that don't know this stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I to, to round things out, I would, I would welcome it. I would mm. welcome a structured uh, kind of mini franchise. When they announced the Fabian of Crystallis, I was really excited about it. I was mm. like, we're going to get three games. There's going to be 13. There's going to be a spinoff, uh, two, two spinoffs. They're going to be kind of set in the same world with different characters. Like, I was really excited to play them kind of back to back. And then it just didn't pan out that way. We mm. ended up just getting the 13 trilogy instead, which <laughs> wasn't comparable to what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... Would yeah. you? How do you feel? Like, would you want it to still be standalone, or? I honestly, like, I just, I just. You don't... look like this is a painful discussion. It really is, because, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't think they're capable. If I'm honest, like, if I'm, if I'm really honest, I don't think that they're capable of doing it, because I don't think that they're very good at planning, and I think they've shown that considerably with the games that they've produced. Boom. And there we go. <laughs> Sorry, throat, Lauren. Mike, she's back. Mic drop. I just, I don't, I don't think they're plan. I don't think they're very good. Okay. Well, I love them, but I don't think they're. Let good. us know what you guys think about uh, this particular conversation within the Discord <laughs> chat, and uh, we look forward to hearing your opinions. I do like Final Fantasy. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the music of this episode is from Final Fantasy VI. It's actually, to go along with the theme that you do like Final Fantasy, it's an arrangement of one of your favorite pieces, Lauren. Oh. Dark World. It was actually recommended to me by Rachel on Discord. On so thank you, Rachel, for thank sending you, it my Rachel. way. It's uh, an arrangement by Hashel05. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Mm. The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 5th of November 2019. And... Uh, Lauren's really going to come to the fore in this episode mm. because we've got a plans topic. Don't know if I should say what it is now. No, no. There was, Keep there them was, guessing. There Keep was them something guessing. that happened a year ago and we're going to talk about its unfortunate anniversary. Mm. Uh, so guesses. Send them in on a postcard. Yes. <laughs> Do it. You, you will win nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a shame. Until then, though, be sure to check out all our news coverage at finalfantasyunion.com. And if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. All right, guys, it's time for us to say goodbye. Bye, guys. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>